got it? I'm waiting. Okay. This is my Bible. Today, I'll be taught the Word of God. I'll not leave the same. Come on. My mind's going to be renewed. Amen. You know, every time you get into the Word, your mind is renewed. You're changing out the old man, the old thoughts, and you're taking in the new thoughts about what God says about you. Amen? Amen. Let's open up our Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 10. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. How many of you enjoyed those Holy Ghost meetings? If you were able to watch, if you weren't, I encourage you to go back. Um, They were all really good. You know, uh, Brother Copeland said this is the year of the local church. And so all in the mornings they had Pastor Edwin Anderson teaching on the local church. If you didn't get to see those, I would encourage you to go back. You know, I kind of fast forward past all the praise and worship and all the preliminaries, and I and I uh, start watching where he starts ministering. It will bless you, and it will it will help you mature in the things of God and not to be moved. You know, when you hear sound teaching, it helps you not to be moved by. Um, what's going on all around you but it, it establishes you and it will establish you in um, the truths about the local church amen? amen so you will enjoy those um you can go back on their youtube praise god are you in romans chapter 10 yes. praise the lord and i'm going to start in verse 8 praise god amen. it says what does it say <clears throat> The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen? This morning, my message is titled, The Word of Faith. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk about the word of faith, what that means to us as believers. And um, really, the word of faith is how you got born again. The word of faith is how you get into all that God has for you. And so we're going to look at this passage of uh, Scripture this morning. And so it says, what does it say? The word is near you. That word near comes from the Greek word. I'm just going to spell it because it looks like it's eggies, E-G-G-Y-S. And that word near means it's ready. The word is ready is what that's saying. The word is ready. In other words, God's word is ready to go to work for you. It's ready to work for you. You know, but just because something is ready doesn't mean it's going to be used. We know right now, Disneyland, it's probably ready for us. Are you ready to go to Disneyland? Maybe you miss going to Disneyland, right? Um, But just because it's ready doesn't mean we can access it, right? Um, What about your car when it's in the garage? Your car, it's ready for you. If you've got gas in it, you know where your keys are. It's sitting there. It's ready for you. But that doesn't mean you're accessing it, right? So we have a part to play to access what is ready for you. And the Bible says right here, his word is near you. It's ready for you. It's ready. A lot of times the enemy will come and say, you know, you're you're not ready. You don't have this. You know what? The word is ready. The word is ready to go to work for me. I just have to be ready. I just have to do my part. Come on, the enemy would lie to you, tell you you're not ready, you, you know, you don't have enough word, you don't have this, you don't have that. Right here it says, the word is near you, the word is ready. It's ready to go to work. Amen. Amen. It's ready. And what does it say? It's in your mouth and in your heart. These are the, the, this is the key to us accessing God's word and saying, if God's word is ready, then I'm going to be ready. Where do I have to be ready? What do I have to do? What do I have to do to, to take his word and be ready? I have to, number one, put his word in my heart and put his word on my lips. Amen? Amen? That's, and then it goes on to say, that is the word of faith, which we preach. That's what we preach here. We preach, put God's word in your heart and then put God's word on your lips and watch God's word go to work. Because his word is ready. God's ready. We're not waiting on God. Religion will tell you, well, I'm just waiting on him. I'm just waiting for him to do the work. No, God's already done the work. He did it 2,000 years ago on the cross. He healed you, delivered you, set you free. The Bible says he became poor that you might be rich. 
He took every disease on that cross. He took poverty on that cross. He took uh, uh, mental illness on that cross. He took anything bad that you can think about. He took it on that cross, and he went down to hell for you. You know, Jesus went to hell for you. He, he fought the enemy, and guess what? He triumphed. He won. He came back up and said, we're victorious, and he gave you the victory. He gave you the victory. So his word is ready. So, you know, we, we're not, well, you know, I'm just waiting on God. No, God, God's word's ready. He's ready to go to work. We just have to put it in two places, in our heart and in our mouth. Amen. Praise the Lord. So verse 9 says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? So first it says, if you will confess with your mouth, you are putting God's word on your lips. What are you doing? You're acknowledging and confessing. He is my Lord. This is how you get, this is how you become born again. But this is also how you access anything else to be born again. You say, I believe Jesus is my Lord. I'm saying it with my mouth. I have to confess it. I have to say it out loud. I have to acknowledge Jesus come into my life be my Lord, right? You're confessing that. You're making a declaration. Well, what if you need him to be your healer? Then you're confessing, he is my healer. I need him to be my deliverer. So I'm confessing, he is my deliverer. He is my redeemer. He is my restorer. He is my financier. Declare to him what you need him to be. But what you have to do, you have to put it on your lips, right? Then the second thing is you have to believe what God did. So it goes on to say, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, right? Do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Yes, you believe that. You believe that Jesus died on the cross. He rose from the dead. You believe it in your heart. You don't have to believe with your mind. Your mind can't comprehend Jesus dying on the cross. Your human mind, Jesus dying on the cross, uh, you know, being... um, being uh, persecuted and going, you know, dying and then going into a tomb and ra- rising from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But I don't have to believe with my mind. Right. I believe with my heart. Yeah. Right. Just like you need healing, you need finances, you need a miracle this year, you need God to move this year for you on your behalf, you need Him to, to move in your marriage, in your kids, you're believing that He's going to do that. Just like you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You have to believe it. You can't just say it and not believe it. Praise the Lord. So I believe that Jesus raised, was risen from the dead. I believe he washed me with his blood. What else? I believe he's made me a new creature so I don't have to go back to the old ways. I believe that he healed me so I don't have to be sick. I believe he restored me. I believe he has a house for me if you're believing God for a house. Or he has a new job for me. Or he has a business for me. I believe those things, right? You believe them and then it says when you believe on the Lord, you will be saved. You will be saved. That word saved comes from the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. Okay? It doesn't just mean I'm going to be saved from hell. It means, it includes wholeness in all areas of your life. Say wholeness in every area. Amen? I'm going to look this up here, what it says. um, What it says right here, what verse is that? Verse 9. So that word saved, it comes from the word sozo. It means to deliver or protect, to heal, preserve, save. Listen to this, to do well. To do well. God wants you to do well. He wants, it says, to be made whole. He wants you to be made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Your mind is whole. You're you're at peace. Your body's whole. There's no illness. There's no pain. Come on. He wants to save you, keep you safe and sound, to rescue you from danger or destruction. That's what that word saved means. It's not he's just saving you from the fiery pit. He's saving your life here on this earth. He wants you to live in complete wholeness. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And where you're rescued, you're preserved. You're preserved from the evil one. Praise the Lord. So how does salvation come? Well, we just read it comes when you say with your mouth and you believe in your heart, right? 
Amen. See, it's so easy, right? Isn't that so easy? Well, that is the exact same way this year we're going to get what we're believing God for. It's that easy. You know, if someone comes to me and says, how do you know you're saved? I know. Because what I just read, Romans 10, it says, if I believe in my heart, and I do believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the and I confess with my mouth, he's my Lord, I'll be saved. That easy. So you know if you were to die right now, you'd go to heaven. I know that I know. I know that I know. It's not because I'm a good person. It's not because I've done uh, good things. It's not because I've done good things. That's not how people go to heaven. There are many, many good people who went to hell. Because they did not do this. They did not believe in their heart that Jesus, uh, that God raised Jesus from the dead, and they didn't confess that Jesus is Lord. So I know, and you know, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, I know I'm going to heaven. You know you're going to heaven, right? Well, this same knowing, no one can tell you. No one can tell Marcus, Marcus, you're, you know, you're going to go to hell. He'd be like, no, I'm not. If someone said, Sarah, you're going to go to hell. I'm not going to hell. I know I'm going. How do you know? You know that you know. You can have that same knowing about your healing. You can have that same knowing about your marriage being restored. You can, I know that I know. How do you know? I know that I know because I believe that God, I believe God's word about my marriage. I believe the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man tear apart. So I'm not going to let anybody divide me from my spouse. I know that I know. So I believe in my heart. I've got my scripture. But then also I say it with my lips. I say, thank you, Father. You're restoring my marriage. I thank you, Father. We walk in unity. I'm putting his words on my lips. It's not just enough for me to believe the word. I have to put it on my lips. So there's two things that come. And what is this called? This is called the word of faith, which we preach. That's what we preach here, the word of faith. You say with your mouth and you believe in your heart. It's that easy. That's all you have to do. Guess what? You say with your mouth, you believe in your heart, you're done. God does the rest. You don't know how God brought you. you know, I don't know how God uh, took me and brought me out of this old man and made me new. I don't know. I don't have to try and figure it out. I just know it's true. I just know I, there was an old life that I once lived, and now I'm living a new life, and it's a lot better. I, can't, I don't even have to. It's hard to explain, but I don't have to figure it out up here. Just like you don't have to figure out how you got saved You don't have to figure out all the intricacies of it. You don't have to figure out how God's going to do what you need him to do this year. You don't have to figure it out. You're just going to put his word in your heart and you're going to say it on your lips and it's going to happen. I said it's happening. Those those are the only two things you you have to do. You don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. You don't have to worry about when it's going to happen. You don't have to figure out what you can do to make it happen. You're just going to put his word in your heart and you're going to put his word on your lips, and it will happen. Just like you got born again, it will happen. You'll move into that increase. You'll move into those sales, right? You'll move into that new business. You'll move into that new spouse. You don't have to figure it out. It's just going to happen. Now, is it going to happen if you just sit there and do nothing? No, because we just read. You have to believe in your heart, and then you have to confess with your mouth. We know the more we say, the more we have. Praise God. What I do is I'll put it in my heart. I'll put God's word in my heart. I'll find a scripture in that situation. And then I'll continue. I confess it. I said, thank you, Father. It's done. From then on out, I just thank him. I thank you, Father. It's done. I thank you, Father. That thing is is taken care of. Hallelujah. Every day I'm confessing it's taken care of. I thank you, Father. And I come to him in rejoicing and thankfulness that it's done. But I'm putting it on my lips. Amen. I'm not begging God to do something for me. We don't have to go and beg God. We're thanking him. Thank you, Father, it's done. You have something at work that needs to be taken care of. Lord, I come to you. I believe in my heart. You said you'd perfect that which concerns me. This is the verse I'm standing on. Now, I thank you, Father. You, you, you perfect this situation at work. You work it out. You turn it around. And I thank you, Father, it's done. From then on out, I keep thanking him. How long do I thank him? Till it's done. Till I see it. In the spirit, it's done the minute you say it. Though you may not see the manifestation right away, it's already done. But I continue to thank him for it until I see it with my eyes. Praise God. Because you'll see it. You'll see it with the spirit of faith. You'll see it in the spirit. You may not see it 
uh, physically, but you keep thanking him and saying it, keeping it on your lips, then you, you're pulling it to you. Every, it's, like, it's like the fisherman that throws out the line with the bait. And every time, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that house. Thank you for that house. I thank you if I got the perfect house, the perfect one, the right location. Father, you have the perfect building for us, the right location. And you're reeling it in. You're reeling it in. You're reeling it in. And you keep on saying it. And all of a sudden, it shows up. Whoo, hallelujah. That was easy. Amen. Amen. So this is the word of faith, which we preach. Amen. This is what Paul is talking about. It's the word of faith. Amen. So we believe in our heart. We put his word in our heart. And then we put it in our lips amen verse 10 for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so it's saying this is how you were born again with your heart you believed with your mouth you confessed this is how you're healed with your heart you believe with your mouth you confess this is how you you get what you need this year with your heart you believe with your mouth you confess I need my mind to be at peace so I thank you father you said I have the mind of Christ I'm going to put that scripture in. I'm going to meditate on that scripture. I'm going to put it in my eyes. Father, you said if I keep my mind stayed on you, you'd keep me in peace. I'm putting my mind on you this year. I'm not going to be moved by situations, circumstances, family members, friends, social media, news outlets, um, the economy, whether it's up or down. I'm putting my attention on you, Father. If you want to get through anything in life, put your attention on God. Because if you put your attention on everything out here, you will be moved and you'll be swayed. Amen. So I'm believing in my heart. I'm putting his word in my heart. And then I'm thanking him that it is done. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So um, I want to read that out of the Amplified in verse, verse 9. Um, it says... Well, let's go to let's go to verse 10 for with the heart a person believes adheres to this is the amplified trust in and relies on Christ and so is justified and with the mouth he confesses declares openly speaks out freely his faith and I want you to listen to this word in the amplified confirms his salvation why do I have to say anything can I just believe isn't that enough the Amplified says, when you declare it and confess it, you are confirming something. You are confirming your salvation. You're confirming your healing. You're confirming prosperity. You're confirming whatever you have on your saying list to come to pass. You're confirming it. What does that word confirm means? That word means to make an arrangement, a plan, or meeting certain. It's to make God's plan certain in your life. That's why you have to say it. He asks us. He requires us to put it on our lips. When you put it on your lips, you make his plans certain. You make them fixed in your life. What happens when you call and you make an appointment or you make a reservation at a hotel? What do they send you? They send you a confirmation letter. When you make an appointment or, a, or a, you sign up to, for a training, they send you a, a confirmation email. What is that confirmation telling you? It's telling you you're registered, you're in it, it's done. It's telling you it's done. It's telling you it's done. It's telling you what is true. You are now uh, registered for this training. You are now uh, uh, have a place to stay here when you come to the hotel. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. So when you say something with your mouth, you're confirming your salvation. When you say something, you're saying it's true. Salvation is true. When you're saying with your mouth, healing is mine, you're, you're saying healing is true in my life. When you're saying prosperity is mine, you're saying it's true in my life. You're confirming it with your mouth. You're acknowledging God is true. His word is true in my life, and it comes to pass. You have to say it to confirm it. You have to say it to confirm it, to make his plans true in your life. We have to confess his word. It's not just enough to believe. We have to say it with our mouth. Amen? When you confess with your mouth, you are confirming his plan for your life. You're saying, yes, 
I'll be there. Yes, this is happening. Yes, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. You're making his arrangements certain in your life. His plans are fixed by you believing in your heart, but then also you're confessing with your lips. Right? Amen. Praise God. So your, con- your confession is a confirmation. It's a statement of proof that God's word is true. Just like that email is a statement of proof. You are now registered for this training. When they call and say, no, you're not. Oh, I am. Yes, I am. I got the registration email right here. I had someone this last week. Oh, we didn't receive it. I said, oh, yes, you did. I've got this email right here. I had to pull it up. Confirmation. They said, let us look up. Let us call the IT department and pull that out. Must be in the database somewhere. So when the devil comes and says, no, you, you don't have that healing. Oh, yes, I do right here. I got my confirmation letter. It's right here in the word, and I already signed up for it with my words. I confessed, and I said, healing is mine. Prosperity is mine. What I'm believing for this year, it's coming to pass. I have the confirmation right here. It's done. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't. The devil will come and try and tell you what you already got confirmation. Too late. I'm enrolled. I enrolled for that healing. I enrolled for the press. That new house, it's mine. I don't know where it is, but I know he's got it for me. That land, that building that God has set aside, we already have it. I don't know. All I have is the confirmation. All I have to do is believe and keep it on my lips. And I know I'm moving into it. So when the devil tells you, you don't have the money, you don't know where it is, what buildings are here in Portoville. I don't know. All I know is I got the confirmation letter. I got the confirmation. It's done. It's done, and I can thank him that it's done. And guess what? I don't have to figure it out. I do have to make movement, right? Pastor Marcus and I can't sit around and say, oh, well, you know, we believe in God for the building. Okay, we're going to sit at home. Lord, just drop it in our laps. No, we're making movement, right? So, Pedro, Pedro, we need you, Pedro, right? Come, Pedro, you got to look into this building for me. Do this for me, right? So we're making movement. We drive around. We look at buildings. I pull, we're pulling things up online. We're making movement. Your confirmation with your mouth leads you to make movement what you need to do. Right? So you're believing in your heart. You're confessing with your mouth. Amen? Praise God. So your confession, it's proof of what the Word says. And it should be evidence of what is in your heart. Amen? Verse 11, out of the Amplified, says, Oh, are you ready? says, the scripture says, no man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, and trusts in him, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. Hey, (laughs) no man will ever be put to shame. You will never be disappointed when you put his word in your mouth and in your heart. You'll never be disappointed. In other words, he will not fail you. He is a faithful God. You've got the confirmation. It's already done. You'll never be disappointed. If you'll do the word. If you'll work the word. If you'll put the word in your heart and on your lips, you will never be disappointed. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse uh, 15. How can, let's go to 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? Well, you have to believe in your heart. How do you believe in your heart? How do you believe? How does faith come? It comes by hearing. It says, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good, bring glad tidings of good things. And then verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Remember, we're talking about the word of faith. It's in your heart and it's on your lips. Amen. Amen. So here we see that we can't hear the word unless a preacher comes. Who's our preacher? Pastors are our preachers. Pastors are our main feeders. My pastor is my main feeder. 
I stay updated on everything that she sends out. I listen to every video. I told the girls the other day, oh, a new video came up. I always try and stay current. Why? Her, the answers for my life are coming from her mouth. I don't take a divine connection that God says this is where uh, I'm supposed to be hooked up to. This is where uh, I want you to feed on. I don't just feed on her whenever I feel like it because she's my pastor. See, that's what we do with a pastor. Why? Because the words in their mouth, they're helping me and they're helping my faith. We're talking about the word of faith. We're talking about putting his word in our heart so we can believe. How can you believe unless you hear the preacher? That's why people are struggling right now. Some people, I'm not going to say, but when you're not in church, when you're not in church, you're going you're you're to have a hard time believing God because you have to hear the word. You have to hear the word so your faith can grow because we all have a measure of faith. We all have a measure, right? Now, can I be honest with you? I told a pastor friend, sure it would be nice to just, Here's my flesh talking, okay? Because I'm human just like you. Sure would be nice to stay home. Just do live stream. Sure would be nice. I told Pastor Marcus, I kind of like this. My flesh likes it. But I know that's not the word. The word says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So I can't use, for me, any excuse. Though I have a really good, val- I, have, I feel like I have a valid excuse. Don't you feel like you have a valid excuse? Okay, praise the Lord. But, you know, I go to work every day. So I'm going to church. If I'm going to work, if they say I'm coming to work, I'm going to church. If I'm going to go to Walmart, I'm going to church. If I'm going to go to Home Depot, if I'm going to go to Home Depot, if I'm going to go to the mall, go shopping for Christmas, in the middle of COVID, I'm going to church. Praise the Lord. I'm not afraid of COVID. I know many people who have gotten it. <laughs> and guess what? They're all okay. Now, some people, you know, maybe not. But see, you know, I'm just, I got to get back on track. Okay. So, praise the Lord. We're going to edit that out. Hallelujah. Thank God for the editing. So, the preacher is sent. Listen, the preacher is sent. Your pastor is sent. You're, you're divinely connected. The word of God is preached. Then you hear... Then what happens? Faith comes to the heart. Then you can confess his word. And then God's plan comes to pass. Right? But you got to hear the word. Too many people trying to confess without hearing the word. They don't believe they're just mimicking what they heard someone else say. I have it, I have it, I have it. Thank you, Jesus, I have it. What scripture... Do you believe in your heart? Because really they're not, they're trying to say something so they will believe. Now, when you start putting in his word, you may not believe, but you're putting in the word. You're putting in the word. You're putting, you're reading that scripture every day. No, no, father, you said you've got houses for me, lands for me. Father, you said in Deuteronomy, you've got, you've got places that I didn't even build you have for me. That was the verse I stood on when I was believing God for a house. Lord, you said. That you have places that have already been built for me. I won't even have to dig that well. I won't even have to build that. It'll already be done for me. So I put that scripture in. Did I believe it right away when I would confess it? No. No, because my mind would go, that's not it. No, it is. You live in Portobello. It doesn't matter. See, all these thoughts come when you start, you put in the scripture. Don't think just because you put in scripture, you're not going to have any thoughts that are opposing to what you're believing God for. Because the opposing thoughts will come. That doesn't mean you stop. That means, oh, I'm going to get into this more. Oh, devil, you trying to tell me you don't have a house for me? Oh, yes, I know God does have a house for me. I, you know what else I would say? Lord, you called me to Porterville. So, Lord, this is my promised land. <laughs> you have to make it good. It's my promised land. I got to love coming home. I want to be like I'm on vacation when I come home. Actually, I didn't think that. But when I got in my house, I thought, Lord, you even made it that I love to come home. It's like I'm on vacation. (laughs) That's how it ought to be. 
yeah. right? But did I believe it when I first started saying it? No, but I kept putting his word in and I put his word in my heart and I confessed. I put his word in my heart and I confessed. And then you're reeling, you're reeling, you're reeling. And then Pastor Marcus took me to look at the home and I'm like, I don't know about this, but we just said, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You have that house for us. And boom, and it comes to pass. You put his word in your heart. You start to believe it. You keep on saying it, but don't, don't confess his word from an empty place. Believe in your heart. How are you going to believe in your heart? You've got to put his word in your heart. You have to put his word in your heart. Amen. Let's look at that verse in uh, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. It doesn't say faith already came. It says faith comes. It's a continual flow. It's why? Because you're using your faith every day. You're using your faith on your kids every day. You're using your faith for your marriage every day, for your job. I mean, just let alone, how about this? You'd go nowhere. You still have to use your faith to walk in love every day. You could be by yourself in a home. Nobody's there. Turn on the TV. Lord Jesus, help me walk in love. I got to use my faith today to walk in love. You're going to use your faith every day. That means your faith is being spent every day. That means you have to continue to put uh, his word in so your faith can keep coming. Keep coming. Why? Because you're going to keep spending. It's going to come. You're going to spend it. It's going to come. You're going to spend it. It's going to come. You're going to spend it. But you've got to keep it coming. It's an ongoing process. It's not something that is done once. It's just like money. It comes. You spend. So you need more. Right? You need more. It comes. It comes. And then you spend it. It matters that our saying, our confession comes from a heart that has heard the word. That has faith for what it's saying. Amen. And continues to hear and hear and hear. Amen. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Praise the Lord. This is the word of faith. These are words of faith. This is how you have words of faith. You put his word in your heart. And then when you say them, they're actually, they become words of faith. Because now it's in your heart and you believe it. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Verse 13 says... Oh, here we're going to talk about faith again. We having the same spirit of what? Faith. faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. This is faith. You believe in your heart, you put it on your lips and you speak it out. Look at that next word that comes after that. And therefore speak knowing. Verse 14 starts, knowing he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also. Knowing when you have a spirit of faith, you're putting his words in your heart. You're believing in your heart. You're saying with your mouth. You keep on doing that. Pretty soon there comes a knowing. There comes, there's something I've been believing God for, for a while now. And when I first started the enemy, oh, you're not, I'm like, nope, this is my scripture. Matter of fact, I had multiple scriptures. I confessed them every day. Thank you, Father. It's done. Thank you, Father. It's done. I'm confessing. And then I wake up in the morning. I read those scriptures again. I read them out loud to myself. I read his word out loud to myself. Why? Because I'm hearing it for myself. I'm hearing his word. It's building my faith. I'm speaking it out. Amen. Then there comes a knowing. Even if you don't see it yet. Because you do it continually, you come to this place where, oh, I already know it's done. You know, you can get to the place where you know something is done even if you don't see it in the natural. If you'll spend time putting his word in your heart, confessing with your mouth, you can come to the place where you know it's already done. It's done. I already know it. So it doesn't matter what happens out there. It doesn't matter if the situation looks like it's getting worse. I know it's already done. Right? Praise the Lord. Faith comes by our hearing. Amen. So we hear the word over and over. Our heart believes. It becomes so full of the word that it drives out all doubt and unbelief. You know, doubt and unbelief are the enemies of faith. Doubt and unbelief will come when you're believing God for something. You may say something out loud. Thank you, Father. I believe your word says you perfect that which concerns me, Lord. And you're like when I was believing God for when I got pregnant. I didn't have to believe God to get pregnant, but I got pregnant. But believe God, you know, the enemy comes. Oh, this baby's going to be that, and you don't know what's going to happen. And now they want to they do this test, and they want to do that test, and you'd go through the test and whatever. 
You know, and I had this verse, Lord, you perfect that which concerns me. That was one of the verses I stood on when I was pregnant. Because, you know, and then it became, nah, you don't know. Devil, you're a liar. The Lord perfects that which concerns me. Hallelujah. My baby will be perfect in every way. The Lord perfects that. You don't. Devil, you're a liar. The Lord perfects that which concerns me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'd start praising. Thank you, Father, for this child. It'll be sweet and easy. Thank you, Father, for this child. Be perfect in every way. Hallelujah. And you start glorifying God. You have to get your attention off of what the enemy would try and tell you. Because he'll always try and come. You're speaking the word. He's right there to steal the word out of your your own mouth. He's right there to steal the word out of your own mouth. Right there, the minute you say it, the devil comes. Like, uh-uh, devil, you're a liar. I know. I've got my confirmation. I've got my confirmation right here. You can't steal it from me. Too late. I already got my confirmation. Too late. I already got it. It's already done. Amen. So his word, his word will drive out that doubt and that unbelief. You just keep filling up, keep filling up, but answer back when it comes. Answer the devil back. No devil, you're a liar. That's not true. And so you're filling up, but it's important. It's so important to what you're feeding on during the week. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Right? Because what you feed on, that affects your faith. It's a, it affects your thinking. So back in my day, we didn't have, did we have internet? I don't know. Maybe later on. But at first, we didn't have internet. So, you know, everybody bought the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. I didn't buy that book. I didn't want to buy that book. Because I didn't, I didn't want to expect any, and it, it, I haven't looked at the book, so I really don't know, honestly. But, I'll, you know, I already know what to expect. Right here, says the Hebrew women gave birth so quick gave birth so quick I had my scripture the the midwives before the midwives even got there I already know what to expect I I know my baby's perfect in every way right so I'm not going to go feeding I'm not saying that book's bad because I don't know but I mean like right now you could go online probably and find other things that aren't good right you get a symptom (gasps) what if this is covid well, I don't know if I could taste. I don't. Know. Let me look. Let me look this up here. And then you start googling. Do I have COVID? Oh, oh it's one of the symptoms, right? I'm not going to go Google. You know, I, I don't need to do that because what I feed on is important. And there was a time in my life where I thought I could. I was so strong, Pastor William. I was so strong in faith. It didn't matter what I heard, right? So here I am sitting, listening to unbelief. Everything was good, but a little bit of unbelief. But I like this preacher, but a little bit of unbelief. A little bit of unbelief. A little um, unbelief. But I'm, I'm good. I'm a word of faith person. I can, I, can, I, can, I can handle this. See, your heart can't handle unbelief because it goes inside your heart and it affects you. You think the devil would try and, and persuade you. You can handle this. Why? He wants to steal the word. And so one day I, something happened and this thought came to me. Oh, God did this to you. Da-da-da-da-da. Whoa, wait a minute. Where'd that come from? I've been in this all my life. I'd never had that thought before. Well, after months of listening to to great preaching, but unbelief in it, it affected me. So I can't afford. That was, the Lord's like, you don't, don't ever think you're all that in a bag of chips because you're not. You're not, a, you're not a robot. You're not superhuman. You are still feeding on things. So what you feed on, it matters. It matters what you're listening to. There's things I don't listen to. Praise the Lord. I, I, what's going on in the world today doesn't bother me. I, honestly, it really doesn't. What happened with the election? Praise the Lord. God's still on the throne. <laughs> God's still on the throne, and God's people are going to be all right. I was past, last night, Pastor and I were praying for, I'm praying for President Trump. Uh, uh, ex-president Trump but I was praying for for our new president Joe Biden I'm praying for him I'm praying that the wrong voices are removed the right voices and the God God's plan will still come to pass for this nation if we will pray I said if we will continue to pray and I I prayed for Vice President Kamala Harris you know I prayed I'm praying for these people just like I prayed for President Trump and 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 Mike Pence I'm going to still continue to pray but I'm not moved by what's going on because we're going to be okay. Praise the Lord because God's on the throne and I believe his word. Amen. But I'm not feeding on all the negative stuff. 
I, I couldn't afford, you know, when Reverend Joel taught, I don't know if any of you saw that night where he taught on truth. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. If you heard it, go back and listen anyway. Because he talked about not listening to certain things. And I go, Livy and I were talking about it, and we're like, that's why. There's certain things we won't watch. You start turning something on, and it's like, you get a check in your spirit. Don't watch that. Why? It contaminates the faith in your heart. And God's trying to, why, why do you want to have to go deal with something? There's so many other things to deal with. Why do you want to have to deal with getting upset, hearing negative stuff? Now you have to deal with doubt and unbelief because you listen to something that the Lord checked you on. You watched something the Lord checked you on. Now you're upset and you're mad. And the Bible says don't go to bed angry, but you're angry when you're going to bed. So now you've got a whole other problem you've got to deal with with yourself, right? So what are you feeding on? It matters what you feed on. It matters what you're listening to. Why? Because it affects your thinking. It affects our thinking. We have to have right thinking, not just the right saying. But now if you're feeding on his word, if you're, if you're wholeheartedly every day, you're reading your daily reading plan. You've got your scriptures you're standing on for this year, right? What are you believing God for? You have your scriptures that, that you've written down. Yeah. You know, I use, my, I use my iPad, my phone. I, in my notes section, I put my 2021 confessions, and they're from over all the years, and I'll add new ones. New scriptures to what I'm believing God for, amen? So, so what you're feeding on affects your thinking right it affects what's going on in your heart it determines whether your heart is spiritually healthy is it full of faith or is it unhealthy full of unbelief right everything you feed on matters whether you believe it or not just like me i i realized wow it really does matter what i feed on it really does matter amen my diet isn't just sunday and wednesday well i go to church sunday and wednesday that's my diet if if you only eat on Sundays and Wednesdays, you're going to be very um, malnourished, undernourished. You're going to be skinny. Clothes are going to be falling off, right? The same thing spiritually. You don't want to be, you don't want to be unhealthy spiritually. So we're, I'm constantly, we're constantly feeding on the word. Feed, why? Because this word straightens out my mind. This word straightens out my mind. This word makes me... Th- it makes me think right. I can't afford, in this day and age, bless the Lord, 2021, I can't afford to think wrong. You can't afford to think wrong. You better watch out what you're listening to. I'm telling you, you better be careful because the enemy, the Bible says he'll deceive the very elect. He comes as an angel of light. He doesn't come all dressed up with his horns and he's wearing a red suit and he's got his pitchfork. Right? So it's important that when you get a check in your spirit, I, I'm not listening to that. Click, turn it off. I don't care if it's a Christian song on the radio. If it does not back up the word, if it's unbelief, click, I turn it off. Yes. I honestly really don't listen to, to songs on the radio. I usually listen to worship music. My Dappy Keys, I like Dappy Keys. And, um, and I'm listening to the word all the time. Listening to the word all the time. Why? Because I want my thinking to be right. There's going to come a time when we may need to stand in faith. What if you're full of doubt and unbelief because you've been listening to the wrong thing? How does faith come? It comes by hearing. You know, you can get faith for the wrong thing. You can get faith for the wrong thing. You just keep listening to the wrong thing. Pretty, Pretty soon you think... This nation's going under. Well, you've been listening to negative stuff for months. So you think it's going under. It's not going under. We won't let it. You've got to be careful what you listen to. Amen. So we know that we have to feed on his word so we can have right thinking and right believing. Amen. Now, let's look at Mark chapter 11. Praise the Lord. So we know that our believing is important. We have his We have the word of faith in two places, in our believing, in our heart, and in our saying, on our lips. Amen. So Mark chapter 11, we all know this verse. Praise the Lord. Mark 11, 22 says, have faith in the economy, in your president. Have faith in your job. Have faith in your spouse. (gasps) 
Have faith in your kids. Have faith in your parents. Have faith in your pastor. What does it say? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Man will always fail you. Pastor and I will fail you. We are human. You may fail us. Guess what? It's okay. <laughs> my kids may mess up and fail. It's okay. They're still my kids. I still love them. I don't expect them to be perfect. They don't expect me to be perfect. There's only one person I can put my complete faith in, and it's God. Have faith in God. Amen. For verily I say to you, whosoever, say that's me. You are whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. It doesn't say he'll have whatever he believes. It says he'll have whatever he says. Do we see how important it is? We see how important it is. It says don't doubt in your heart. You can have faith in your heart. And your mind be battling you. But that's okay. You just tell your mind, no, I'm not going there. This is what the word says. I have the confirmation. And pretty soon your mind will come in agreement with your heart. And then you have the knowing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So how many times do we hear Jesus, red letters, he's saying, whatever things you say will be done. You'll have whatever you say. You have to say to the mountain. You have to tell, lack, you go. Sickness, get out of my house. Strife, trying to come in, get out of my house. Division, trying to come in. You go in Jesus' name. You answer the devil. Don't let him come in. You speak to that mountain. Don't talk about the mountain. Speak to it. Speak to it. You'll have what you say. You have faith in God. If you're saying and it's not working, feed your faith. Keep feeding your faith so that your heart can believe. Keep put that word in. How does the how does faith come by hearing? Who is who are you hearing? Who's delivering the word of God? The preacher. Who's your main preacher? Your pastor. This is the year of the local church. Even if it wasn't the year of the local church, you should know your pastor is your main preacher. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're pastors. Don't just listen to anybody. We value what comes into our heart. We don't just give to anybody. We tithe to our pastor, and then we give to certain ministries, people that preach the word of faith. We give to Kent Culpa Ministries. We give to Pastor Ike. Missions is on Pastor's Heart. And we also give to Keith, uh, Keith Moore. Sometimes I'm not sure about that one. But we have in the past. Um, we're not giving to everybody. Praise the Lord. It's important who you give to. You ought to know. You got to be established. Don't be given just to anybody. Amen. Amen. So we have faith in God. And if our, our saying's not working, I'm going to fill up more. Amen. A quote from my pastor. If you keep your faith strong, every other need will be supplied. If you keep your faith strong, every other need will be supplied. Listen to this next thing she says. The devil's after your faith. Couldn't we say this? The devil is after your, your hearing. And you're saying the devil is after your hearing what you believe what goes into your your heart and he's after your saying come on it's important to speak right to intentionally I'm guarding my heart I'm guarding what's coming in but I'm going to speak the right words I'm going to speak the right words you can't hear the word and then speak wrong and think God's gonna work come on that usually happens because we're listening to too many other voices. Yeah. Listening to this, listen to this, listen to that, listen to that. Pretty soon you're all mixed up. Yeah. Or you're not putting in enough word. Or the, those thoughts are coming. You're not taking them captive. Amen. Listen to me. If you're always negative, you don't have enough word in you. Because the word is not negative. That's right. The word is not negative Nancy. The word is positive. The word says, Jesus said, I'm going to come and give you a future and a hope. Every word that comes out of your mouth, I have a future and a hope. My children have a future and a hope. My family, my marriage, we have a future and a hope. And it's a good future. It's a good future. If you're always negative, not enough word. I know what you've been listening to, but what you talk about. 
know, I'm not saying, you know, you can't say, oh, did you see what happened on the news? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. But praise God. God's t- God is still on the throne. Yeah. God is still working. Amen? Yeah. Come on. Praise the Lord. It's important. It's important. It's important what you listen to. It's important what you say. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, I think I'm going to stop right there. I have more, but the word of faith has to be in two places. Where? On your heart and in your, on your lips. You know, um, Abraham, his name was not originally called Abraham. His name was called Abram. And Abram means father. But Abraham means father of a multitude. And Abraham was 75 when God said, you're going to have a son. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God, that he would have a son. But for 24 years, Abram believed God. Nothing happened. He didn't have a son. God gave him a word, and 24 years he believed. When Abram was 99, God came and said, I think God's thinking, what's going on here? i got to change your name. You're not just going to be a father. I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. You're going to be the father of many. You're going to be the father of nations. God had to get specific with him and change his mind. God had to give Abraham, Abram, a new name, Abraham, so he could get it on his lips. Do you know, after 24 years of believing God, when God gave Abram a new name and changed it to Abraham, Within three months, Sarah got pregnant. After 24 years of believing God, God said, we need to change your name. You're now going to be called the father of many, the father of nations. I want you to change your name. Some of you, you need to change the names of some things that you've been calling. You need to call your marriage. I have a blessed marriage. I have a strong marriage. Don't be complaining about your marriage to other people. Or I have, my, my bank accounts are full. I call full bank accounts, full storage houses, full house, Lord. My house is a full house. Cupboards are full. You need to change the names of, you know, kicking your car, this stupid car, and you know, always we never now. I need a new car. No, you know what? This is a blessed car. It's going to get me where I need to be. Blessed Bertha. Come on. You are a blessed car. And thank you, Father. This is just the beginning of what you have for me. You know, the minute God changed his name, now Sarah would say, Abraham, father of many nations, come over here. Father of many nations, I need you. Take out the trash. Father of many nations, we need to eat. You need to go hunting. Father of many nations, he started calling. She started. He started hearing a new name. Some of us, we need to put new names on some things. Paid off house. River Church owns their own building. Come on. You, we need your faith too. River Church has, we have our own building. We have our own permanent place. No more temporary stuff. Permanent. Permanent place. We've got to start calling things. Change the names. My mind is so messed up. No, you know what? I have a right mind. I have a right thinking mind. My mind thinks right. My, my kids' minds think right. We, we are a family of light. We walk in the light. We walk in the light. This family walks in the light. Change the names of some things. Put God's words on your lips. What does God say about it? What does God say about your body? I have a strong body, a healed body. Within three months, she was pregnant. And when he was 100, they had their baby. It just took one year once they added the saying to the book.